the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And when was the last time I was up here? Have I? I, I, I see all the messages coming through, people. I see everything you're saying. Don't worry about it. I will touch on it today. I promise you. I will touch on it today. Because they've been loud and they've been trying to be heard but as of right now we have a stacked show here it is the trifecta the three amigos the three musketeers on the show got my guy scott studio right show scott what's going on hey doing pretty well feels a little bit weird to have one nba game the entire weekend but that's what we got because you have the game on saturday and of course friday and sunday are off days so we'll see what happens there yeah, been a bit interesting. It looked like we were going to potentially have about a week or so of no basketball because it did seem like we might get sweeps in both conferences for the conference finals. Did not happen. Boston made it interesting. Denver's taking a nap right now, so good for Denver. But either way, I'm on one hand relieved that both series weren't total garbage and that you actually had a competitive series in one of them. On the other hand... I think it would be pretty cool if Miami actually ended up making it into the NBA Finals as an eight seed. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But as a whole, I am somewhat happy that we will be getting more basketball over the span of the next week. Because if Miami and Denver ended up each winning 4 nothing, we would have had nothing to talk about on the show for about a week and a half. So, And so very much is why the NBA sits... Rim was way anybody could ever imagine for the Boston Celtics in game six. Well, no, in game five, they sent Scott Foster down in game four because they are trying to make sure that they still had content. All they needed was content until Saturday. We can make it from Saturday to Thursday. Mm. All right. <laughs> you know, we got him as well. Third man in the booth, OG of the show, Moon Off the Machine, Munji, Moon Off. Going on, guys. Yeah, echoing everything Scott said, man. We would have had nothing to talk about for probably over a week if the Celtics uh, didn't at least win the last two games. But it's getting interesting. We'll see if uh, Miami can uh, get it done on Saturday night. We'll get into it here in a minute. But glad to be here with you guys. Uh, let's crack on, man. I'd also, yeah, man. by the way, quick. I'd quickly like to point out uh, for, from the Mothership Show, uh, cash the over five and a half games in the series. Uh, never in doubt. I mean, it just seems like this is a potential sweep on the series, at least for for me, because I, you know, faded the Boston Celtics true and true. Yeah, I was going to say, you already, you already won got. your spread. That's the last one. I, 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 but I, I just got to let it be known again that we've gotten this right every single step along the way. And, man, I and it's so here. Let me just go ahead and get it out the way now because everybody wants to know what I'm going to say about the Boston Celtics. Because Boston Celtics, they go down three games to none, and then they win two games straight, 
now the echoes are in the ear and everybody's saying everybody's saying i think terrell's frozen uh, is that like parade inside my city <laughs> i wasn't sure if that was a rhetorical <laughs> statement or if he froze but it's a nice freeze frame though he looks oh, yeah, so yeah. happy i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a look at the freeze though look at that he looks so happy right now he's gonna be even happier when miami hopefully closes it out tomorrow but uh <laughs> yeah well let's see if we can get him back here but uh i guess we can start the uh, takeaways from game uh Game five, uh, Scott, what were your takeaways? You think it was a smash spot for the Boston Celtics? I personally have been getting my ass kicked since uh, game three of this Eastern Conference Finals back in the Miami Heat. But uh, what are your thoughts on game five? Yeah, it has not exactly been a great series for me either. For the most part, I was on the fence about both the side and the total. I actually leaned to the points in the end because I thought that eight and a half uh, was actually a little bit too large. Yes, And... Even with the dominant showing that Boston had, they were a Hauser 35-footer away from making it a serious sweat no, to cover the entire game there. No, no. Forget that. Don't try to cut me out, All Boston. Right. I, I saw what Boston <laughs> going and they tried to cut me out knowing when I was about to say that this series is over. I don't care how many times you guys try to put it out there, but the series is over. And no, no, the city of Boston, you will not do that to me on my own show. Absolutely not, because the Wi-Fi was working perfectly fine. It was perfectly fine, but guess what? Guess what, Boston? I got a hot spot, so it don't freak me <laughs> out. Because I got a hot spot, so I'm good, and I'm here, and I'm going to keep talking. Sorry, Scott. Uh, it, it's fine. Well, we moved on to something else, so if you want to bring <laughs> us back, then you're more than welcome to. Oh, no, we can actually. Uh, it was actually kind of funny because Munaf and I thought that you were pausing for dramatic effect at first, and then we realized you completely. Froze. And then, yeah, you didn't blink for like yeah. five seconds, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, he's frozen. Yeah. Five seconds without blinking is a, a very tough crime. And that's I a cry for help always... in a couple of countries. Yeah. Hey, look, so I was never good at a staring contest growing up. <laughs> and I always lost. I did. I tried to fake like I didn't blink, but I would always blink. I'm sorry. Whoever, if you can win scare staring contest congratulations to you but that is not my specialty at all either way ever since well you know i was just denied we lost time so i'm gonna go ahead and talk to you about edge boost because edge boost the world's first bet now pay later visa card similar to buy now pay later programs the bet now pay later is exactly what it says you bet now pay later edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four weekly is equal installments and yes i said that correctly zero percent interest just deposit your funds into your account they match your deposit, and you can use those funds on any legal sports betting site. Edgeboost currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. That's up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, fellas. I guess I can use the rant and the fact that I truly still think that this series is over. And we can take that and go into game six. I don't freaking know. It's a lot going on. Game six of this series. The Boston Celtics are traveling back to Miami. They're only going to bring one outfit because they only have one game. So they're only bringing one outfit. Boston Celtics minus three open line is still true to minus three. 
However, the total has dropped three points, opened up at 213 and a half. It is now down to 210 and a half. Injury report is pretty straightforward. Gabe Vincent, we'll see what they do with him if he's out for another game. It doesn't look, it looks like as of right now, he's still out, but we'll see what the injury report looks like tomorrow. And Malcolm Brogdon, who probably should be out, is still in, and he's still playing. So, <laughs> as, as as a player prop better, I think Brogdon should play, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so. very much so. So, Moonoff, I'm going to throw it over to you. You're getting three on the road with Boston. This looks eerily similar to what we saw in Game Three. What are you doing this time around? Well, I was going to say, by the way, just quickly, uh, mm-hmm. while you were lagging out, Munaf and I were about to start recapping game five. So if you want to just... You can just throw that into your head. I was going to say, we can just merge it into our answers, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm on Miami for game six, just to be clear. But kind of going back to game five, I think, you know, Scott, you mentioned it, that it, I think both of us thought it was too many points for the Boston Celtics to be laying at home. And I was on the plus eight and a half. I was on the money line as well. So it didn't get there. Give Celtics credit. They made their, they started making the three pointers and that's what's kind of led the, um, led them to getting the two victories in games uh, four and five to get on the board here and, and try to force a game seven here. But um, I don't know if Miami looked disengaged in game five or from the tip. I know Boston just came out and just got a wire to wire win, but now the flip script, or now the script flips back to Miami, right? And I think that we talked about this during the regular season. I know Terrell, you talked about this a lot. That when you're getting points with Miami at home, you want to back them. And then when they're laying points, you're not a very good team at home. But you know, we saw Miami dominate games one and two and game three. I think that Coach Spo is going to make those adjustments. Now I'm not sure if he's going to play faster for, or they're going to play faster. Uh, or what the case might be, but I think this might be that Jimmy Butler legacy game. Like, I think I can easily see him go out here get 35 plus points here in this game six. So, I, I think that you know, we talked about, it, and I've said this a lot that you see the role players play a lot better at home. Um, and I think guys like Max Drews, we'll see if Gabe Vincent plays. My gut tells me he will end up playing, but guys like Max Drews, Duncan Robinson. Uh, those guys, I think, are going to step up in a big way. Caleb Martin has just been absolutely phenomenal for this uh, Miami Heat team. So I'm taking the plus three here. I think Miami gets his done. I predicted uh, Heat in six. Um, it's right on script here. I'm going with Miami plus the three. Give me the money line as well, man. I think they get it done. All right, Scott. For me, I feel a lot better about my thoughts because I disagree with Munaf about this game. I'm going to go with the Celtics uh, minus three. Yeah, we both haven't exactly been great in the series, so something's got something's got to give, or maybe Boston just wins by three, and then we just basically break even. But I'm going to lean to Boston here. Simply put, I think Miami's got a lot of injuries, and I don't think they have the actual, I'd say, depth to overcome them at this point in time. Of course, Tyler Hero was the main injury, and they were able to overcome it anyway because Vincent was able to step up. You ended up seeing Struess have some big moments. You saw... Uh, Caleb Martin, who looked really good for the first couple games in the series. The point is, though, with Vincent now potentially missing game six, or even if he does play, let's say that he's severely compromised. Besides him and besides Martin, do I really trust anybody else on their bench? Because Robinson's been pretty good in the series. Randomly had nine assists last game. Not sure how that happened. Lowry's been useless, and he potentially injured his finger 
in game five. So I think he'll be extra useless in this game. On top of that, Martin did kind of get injured early on in game five. He played through it, but it did seem like he landed a bit awkwardly. But you're looking at Miami's bench, and I do think it could be better. Basically, I'm trying to say that I think Vincent is such a big piece for this team that with him being out, every other player has to jump up a spot in the actual rotation. And as a result, I'm a bit concerned about their depth with Vincent potentially not playing. On top of that, I got to at least point out how much better Boston has played on both sides of the ball. Offensively, they've been really good. Defensively, they've been good as well. And Boston, last game, we saw Derek White go crazy. We saw uh, even Marcus Smart hit a bunch of threes. You even saw Jalen Brown wake up to some degree. Still went under his points prop, shout out to him. But he was still pretty efficient. And Tatum, we saw, have a borderline triple-double. It really does feel like the tide has completely turned in the series. And even though I am expecting a much better effort from Miami in Game 6, because it has to be. If they lose game six, I think they're going to lose game seven, just simply put. I think I'm going to lean to Boston. It just seems like, once again, even though it's never happened before in NBA history, this was an eight seed leading a two seed 3 nothing, despite dealing with some injuries. It does seem like, once again, the talent level is starting to you know, separate itself in this series. And Boston, I always thought, was the much more talented team. It's why I had Boston in seven in the first place. I'm going to take Boston here. I feel like Miami's effort level has been underwhelming. Bam has scored less than 17 points in three straight games. Butler has scored less than 17 points in two of the last three games. I want him to play better. But maybe it's just me. I'm not a big fan of Miami's overall mindset the last couple of games where it's like, no, we're fine. Don't worry about it. And they get blown out by double digits again. And it's like, no, 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 we're fine. We're going we're gonna to make this work. It's like, are you? Are you, are you sure you got this figured out? So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to link to Boston. I do think the momentum's on their side. Mm, well, I think Scott's 100% wrong. Uh, I, know, I, know you, I know you do. I know, I know you were going to go and, and off, but that's where I stand. But, yeah, so it's really two things that's really been – so game three – I'm really not even not well. Game four, I keep getting these games mixed up. Game four, I'm really not even like looking at that and concerned. That was a pure desperation spot of you don't want to get swept. Like that is 100. percent You just did not want to get swept. You were going to yeah. do whatever you could to go out there and get swept, not get swept. And they had an amazing performance, and the, the rim was a lot open for them. They were hitting their threes. Go back home. You have another chance. You can make this interesting. Winning three games in a row. In Boston for Miami was a tough ask. I mean, it's possible, but again, it's a tough ask. In Boston, the rim was really, really big for him. 16 for 39 from three last night. Uh, 41% from the feet from three. 50.6% from the field. Miami really like had a pretty all right game. It just didn't come from the three-point line. They were still 39.1% from three. That's not bad. Nine for 23. They were 51 0.3% from the field is just everything went in for Boston. I just do not believe that they are going, I'm going to get four for six from Marcus Smart. And I think he even had a good shooting day the game before that, even as well. Well, no, he was four for 11. So, but I don't think I'm getting another four for six from three from Marcus Smart. I don't trust Marcus Smart at all. We'll see if Derek White is able to step up and step into what he looked like a little bit earlier on in the playoffs towards the end of the regular season and continue the really, really good shooting day that he had. He had 24, 8 for 11 from the field, 6 for 8 from 3. But Jalen Brown's been useless the entire series. 
Al Horford's been a shell of himself and basically useless over the course of the entire playoffs. Jason Tatum, we'll see. Jason Tatum always has a bad game in him, like he always does. And so we're sitting there, we're talking about depth, and there's no depth on Boston's side of the ball because Grant Williams goes back to not really adding anything to them offensively. He gives them some energy on defense, but that's about it. Malcolm Brogdon has literally one arm, and at this point you're probably getting better minutes from Peyton Pritchard than Malcolm Brogdon, who is your sixth man of the year. So that's an injury that is really haunting them because they continue to play him. Just sit him. Just say you're out. You're not playing. You're not giving us anything. But it's because they have zero depth, so they can't do that. And so I think Miami, I still think Miami's the deeper team. I think Miami has everything that they they need to be able to succeed. The only thing they have to do is lock back in on the turnovers. The turnovers were the key to the story yesterday. You're wondering how a team that shot 51.3% still lost the game. It's because they t- lost the turnover battle 16-9. So can't go out there early in the game, have 12 turnovers or very early in that game, and then expect to go out there and win the game. You're already down 20 by that point. So... I'm not concerned. I think that Max Struess has a better game at home here. Jimmy Butler's kind of been – I feels like he's been trying to get his legs back under him, and he's been conserving his energy, and it seems like this is the moment he's conserving it for. Game six in Miami. Go ahead, go out here, get this win, get you a good three, three days rest before you got to go play Denver. So I'm all over the Miami Heat here. This line stayed true at three. I think that – it is Miami Heat's game to win. They finish this out in six. They get them. And it goes exactly the way the NBA wanted because the NBA wanted Miami to at least extend it. Well, Boston to at least extend this series to Saturday. Like that gave them content for the rest of the week. Yeah. Now you can take Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's your content days to get ready for the NBA finals to start on Thursday. But that that was it. They didn't care about Boston winning this. They just didn't need another sweep. And so, yeah, I'm all over Miami this spot. I knew that the, I was going to bet Miami as soon as uh, game five ended. I knew I was going to bet Miami whatever the line was because I knew Boston would be a favorite. So uh, Miami at home as a home dog, very good spot. Love it. Total sitting at 210 and a half. Scott, I'm going to go back over to you. What do you like here in terms of the total? Uh, for me, I'm on the under. And even though I think Boston's going to win, I don't think Miami can score. Uh, they scored less than 100, and po- 100 points in each of the last two games. I mentioned how if Vincent's out, I'm not sold on their bench options because, once again, Lowry is not a great player at this stage in his career and his fingers messed up. Martin, of course, has been really good, and he played the entire game anyway in Game 5. But I at least want to keep an eye on that injury that he might have suffered in that first half of Game 5. And Robinson was really good last game in terms of shooting, and he had nine assists. I'll dare him to repeat that performance. But it's mostly waiting for Butler and Bam to do something. And I know Butler had 29 points, I believe, in Game 4. But still, Butler could be in line for a masterpiece here. He could. It does check some boxes, but... Based on recent performances, it does seem like either he's been more passive voluntarily or Boston's done a better job defensively on him. And Bam has really not been aggressive whatsoever lately, which is why Bam has had less than 17 points in each of the last three games. But I'm going to go with the under here. I think Miami defensively has to bring it because, once again, it should be a, a great environment for Miami in what could be an elimination game as far as they're concerned because I don't think they're going to win game seven if they lose games four, five, and six. So I'm, I'm going to go with the under here. 
I still don't think Miami can score, but I think they're going to make the game ugly. So I'm going to lean to the under. I think it'll finish somewhere in the 200s. Miami's also the same team that shot 50% from three in two of the games this series. Yeah. It's also kind of balanced out, though, because Boston was so bad shooting early on, but now Boston's been great at shooting, and Miami forgot how to shoot. So it's balanced out in between. But I do think, based on how I'm expecting this pace to play out in this game, I think it's going to be ugly. So I'm going to go with the under. Moon off. Yeah, I agree about the under. Um, I think as the season or series progress, and I think it's a really in um, any playoff series, you kind of figure out what teams are trying to do and trying to and the offensive sets that they're trying to run, right? And I think that Coach Spo and their coaching staff is going to go back to the drawing board and figure out things defensively um, to slow down the Miami or sorry the Boston Celtics to kind of limit their open three point shots. And Natural, you mentioned it that in games four and five that Celtics were able to knock down their three point shots. I think that might regress here a little bit in game six. I agree with Scott. This might be it might be ugly. I'm feeling like a 101, 97, something within like the two, like 200, 205 points here. Um, and I think the market does agree with it. Like you mentioned, the total is down three points since it opened. So um, I think this might be a a game where it lands around 205, 207. Um, I expect the defensive intensity to be up for the Miami Heat. Um, and I think that they're going to do a better job of rebounding. I know they gave up a lot of offensive rebounds over the last two games in games four and mm-hmm. five. I expect Bam to be big on the boards. And I think that if Miami wants to have success as well, they got to limit the uh, shot or second shot opportunities for the uh, Boston Celtics. Also, you mentioned the turnovers. I think they're going to do a better job of taking the basketball as well. So I'm on the under two, ten and a half as well. Again, definitely shop around for the best number. I still see some two 11s out there. Yeah, I I'm gonna just go ahead and make it a clean sweep on the under here. I like the under as well. I think that this is uh, a little bit of a different spot for me. I think this kind of um, is similar to Game Three, where Miami just kind of pulls away with this one at home, and Boston just kind of looks like they give up and they quit. Like this feels like a spot where everybody, similar to that Game Five uh, for Phil, against Philly, where everybody thought Boston was gonna get up. I think that this is a little bit of a flatter spot they had. They lost the momentum that they had going back to Miami because you were already in Miami that first time. You were down three games to none. You're in your hotel room about to cry yourself to sleep because you feel like you're about to get swept and you find something and you boom, you get that energy. Then you're on a on a flight. You're back in Boston. You're in the home crowd. Boom. You get that energy again. Now you're flying back down to Miami. I think that this slows down for both teams. I think that Boston, the rim just shrinks. It just shrinks. They probably get a couple of really, really good looks at it from three. They live or die by the three, and they just don't fall. Whereas for Miami, their threes fall. They realize that their back's against the wall, just like you felt like that the Boston was back against was back against the wall in game four and game five. Is now Miami back against the wall in game six, and I think they step up to the occasion. I think is uh, I I give it I think it's a little bit of blowout potential. I think Miami can win this one by double digits just by the fact that Boston's going to be at some point reality is going to set in that they're about to lose this series and they're going to start chucking up anything and everything and that's when the game gets out of hand. So I think that I would like a Boston team total under for sure, but under two ten and a half for the full game spread is my bet. All right. Let's well, let's say player props for the other side of the break because I got to talk to you about Shady Rays. Because guess what? 
last time I checked, my iPhone still says it's May. So we have the Shady May contest where you can get 50% off your two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Use promo code SGPN. Have an amazing return policy. If you don't like them, you can exchange them or return them for free within 30 days. And our international listeners, we have you covered as well because we ship to Canada. Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code SGPN for those two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, 50% off. And it's still May, like I said, so you can have a chance to win $500. Take that receipt over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. All right. Let's move to props and let's see what we got here. Moon off. I'm coming to you. What props are you looking for in this game? Yeah, I got to go back to Caleb Martin over 12 and a half points here. Um, I think he gave Vincent if he does or doesn't play. Um, I think he'll still be compromised with the uh, ankle injury. You take a look at Caleb Martin. He's played at least 32 minutes in four straight games for the Miami Heat. He's gone over this projection of 12 and a half in every single one of those games. And he's just not uh, just a spot up shooter, right? He can, he, we know he can knock down the threes, but he can also get to the basket and finish in one on one situation. So 12 and a half, it's a little bit juiced at minus 135 over on DraftKings right now. Caleb Martin, I do like that. Um, Jimmy Butler's rebounds, that one's at seven and a half. Um, he's had at least eight rebounds or more in three out of the five games, but he's also gone over. Seven and a half rebounds in five of the seven games um, at home in the postseason thus far. So, and like I mentioned, that Miami's going to have to do a better job of rebounding the basketball and really limiting the offensive uh, rebounds and second chance opportunities for the Boston Celtics if they want to have success in this game. Uh, so, those were the two player props that I did like. Also, did like Derek White's uh, steals and blocks over one and a half, but the market has finally caught up on that. That's at minus one sixty now. So, those were the three I was looking at yeah uh for me I'm all over uh Max Strews I'll take Max Strews I love when a prop is when you're laying juice with a prop in one game and then that person has a bad game and then they flip the prop to plus money because it always when it's plus money that's when the prop wants to go hit and Max Strews was laying juice for over two and a half threes now it's plus 120, and I think this is a perfect time to take it, especially at home, especially, like I said, backs against the wall. This is when everybody else steps up. It's probably not going to – maybe not hit early, but it's going to come later after my next player prop, Jimmy Butler, over 28.5 points after he absolutely destroys them on the inside and he's able to start getting other people involved, start opening up lanes for his three-point shooters. I mean, Caleb Martin is just always open. Like, that's how he scores these points because he's always open. Boston has been really, really lax on the perimeter for the majority of this series. And so I think that those little hiccups, those little things, the adjustment by Eric Spolstra and this Miami team happen again. And so I'm rolling with Jimmy Butler over 28 and a half points. I like Matt Struess over two and a half threes. I actually put put down on Jimmy Butler over five and a half assists as well because I think that that's all correlated there. I think it's a really, really big Jimmy Butler game here and trying to close out the Boston Celtics. And I haven't been able to get away with it. He's been really, really good rebounding basketball. Jason Tatum over ten and a half rebounds. Yep. He just gets there. He finds his. He has a knack for finding the ball uh, once it gets off the rim. So Jason Tatum rebounds. He gets there again. Has another double double and then some. Scott, I'm going to throw it over to you. 
All right, so first things first, I'm going to go to Derek White threes. I'm going to take him over two and a half threes. Uh, he has been really, really good so far in the series, at least from the three-point line. We know that he had six three-pointers last game for a game-high 24 points. But you're looking at his games, and he has had at least three three-pointers made in each of the last five games. So against Miami in the series, he's been shooting lights out, and I do think that it's a bit fascinating that the line is still a two-and-a-half at around minus 110. So I like the over for Derek White threes. Besides that, I'm sure a lot of you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of the don't fix what isn't broken philosophy with either spreads, totals, or with player props. Give me Jalen Brown under at 23.5 points. I know he's been playing a little bit better lately, and he actually looked pretty good in game five, but he still went under. So until I actually see him score 24 points, I'm going to keep taking the under because you're undefeated taking that prop in the series. And I do think that Tatum, of course, is going to still have the ball in his hands all the time. Tatum did have 11 assists in game five. I don't think that's going to happen again. So I think Tatum's going to probably get more volume up in terms of shots, which might take away from Brown. Plus, Marcus Smart had a great offensive game in terms of shooting. So there might be a couple of Marcus Smart heat checks in there, which isn't exactly a good thing for Jalen Brown. But I'm going to go with his points prop under. Besides that, you mentioned Tatum rebounds, which I was tempted by. I was contemplating if I wanted to go with potentially BAM rebounds at 8.5 if I wanted to go with the over. But I know that... Oh, I, I, yeah, I know Terrell and I have been a bit hesitant at times to take BAM rebounds, but they need them. Just simply Who? put, yeah, Adebayo. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BAM? <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't hear what you were saying. It broke out. You know, the Wi Fi was messing up earlier. The city of Boston was trying to, you know, lock me out. So I think that's what it was. I heard you say somebody's name, but I couldn't really make it out who it was. Uh, <laughs> so the books have, they actually had him up prior to last game rather early, and they refused to do it this game. Some would say it's cowardly. I agree that it is very cowardly. And I smell, I smell, I smell, you know. Because there is no prop for Malcolm Brockton here. Let's say prior to tip, the books grow a pair of balls. And they set this line at six and a half. Are you tempted by a Malcolm Brogdon over that would be at six and a half? It was at eight and a half last game. That's why I said six and a half. I feel like they would drop it even further. I would still lean to the under because yeah. I don't. I don't think he can move his arm. I I, I feel like on, you're you're mentioning Brogdon, who has been an under machine lately. I would still look at Lowry under. I'm waiting for a prop on either of those guys. I saw Kevin Love has a points prop of four and a half yet you won't give me a line on Lowry, which is pretty annoying. But, yeah, I think I'm on the under for Brogdon and for Lowry if I can get it. They're both injured backup point guards, and now you can make uh, you could kind of ask questions if you think that their respective teams are better giving him less responsibility or giving them a smaller role. Miami might not have a choice, especially if Vincent's out. But once again, Lowry's shot has been broken for most of the series anyway. Boston does have Pritchard in their back pocket, and I do agree with you that I think that Pritchard getting more minutes instead of Brogdon is the next move for this team. 
But for some of the role players here, like Lowry and Brogdon, guys who have been relatively useless in terms of scoring, I'm going to keep back on the under because I do think in such a meaningful game for both teams, you got to go with your best guys. And right now, no offense to Lowry, who had a, who's had a great career, and no offense to Brogdon, who had a great year. Right now, they are not a part of their respective team's best units. So I can see less minutes for each guy. Should be shocked if Brogdon doesn't play tomorrow. Doesn't play no. at all? I'm, well, actually, yeah. I would, because that means that Joe Missoula made an adjustment. I think he would play less minutes potentially, but I'd be shocked if they don't use him because Missoula, even with Horford last series, who couldn't hit a shot to save his life, he was still playing like high 30s in minutes. Missoula is kind of a creature of habit where he'll stick with his guys and he'll do the same thing because it has worked over the long haul. Mm-hmm. instead of looking at how it does matchup-wise. And I do think that's a flaw that Missoula has. But you can look at Brogdon, you can look at the numbers and the fact that he can't shoot and say yeah. to yourself, oh, it's obvious he's injured. They should give him less minutes. Missoula is going to – if you asked Missoula about it, he would just tell you, well, he won six man of the year. He did this, 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 and this, which has nothing to do with the series you're dealing with. But that's how he would respond. So that's the coach you're back in. Uh, yes, yes, it is. I'm back in the talent, if anything. It's, All right. it's the talent, if anything, but I'd be shocked if he did not play. I think he should get a reduction in minutes. I think that's the question you should be having. Well, he played the well, last right. three games 18, 17, and then eight minutes in the in game five. And he's like one of he's one of 13 from the last three games, oh, of seven from three. So I can see him we'll around see. 10 minutes. Yeah. I think that he's going to play more minutes because there there is going to be a close game and he's Mazzola doesn't have the balls not to play him in a close game. I'm sorry. He's going to get probably about 15, 20 minutes. All right. Edge boost double down play of the day. I'm going to go ahead and give it out now. And that is Marcus Smart under 13 and a half points. That is my edge boost double down play of the day because guess what? Prior to last game where Marcus Smart and the rim was completely wide open for him. He shot 7 for 12, 58%, 6, 4 for 6 from 3, 66.7%. Looking at the four games prior, 13 points, 7 points, 8 points, 11 points. He has not been the scorer that they need. It's not always been the most consistent part of his game. I think that is a lot of the same here. Marcus Smart comes out here and he just throws up a bunch of bricks. I am on Marcus Smart under 13 and a half points. Minus 125 for my edge boost play up. Double down play of the day. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get your edge boost with edge boost. All right. Lock and doll time, people. Let's go ahead here. I'm going to flip it to Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Scott. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I was contemplating if I wanted to go for player props again, even though I beat two huge line moves last game and I lost both with Grant Williams and Struess. Uh So I think I'm just going to go back to the side here. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go full contrarian here. I'm going with Boston. Mm, uh, that's actually three. not contrarian. On the show, it is. Oh, okay. On the show, show, on the show, it's contrarian. I'm going to go full uh, minority here. Or Celtics. We're the contrarians, and you're the public side. And it's just (laughs) (laughs) there's there's two of you, and there's one of me. So I'm the contrarian on the show at this point. But I'm going with Boston. Simply put, I think Jason hit the nail on the head in the comment section, which is something I basically mentioned before. 
I think Miami has too many injuries, just simply put. I, I, going into the series, even though I was not a Missoula guy, that's the only reason why I had the series going seven and why I had Boston winning in seven. It was because I know Missoula's a bad coach, but I know Boston's the much more talented team, and I thought Boston would eventually figure it out and win the series in seven. And it's not the way that I drew it up, going down 3 nothing. but from what I've seen, it does seem like Boston is finally getting more consistent efforts out of their I don't want to say star players, but Tatum's looked sharp recently. He's actually been pretty good in the fourth quarter of some games lately. Smart's been pretty good. White's been very good. And I do think that Miami, with Vincent being a question mark in this series, which is a big deal, and with Bam and Butler not really doing much the last couple of games, and the fact that besides just missing Vincent, you're also still missing Hero. And once again, you're relying a lot on Duncan Robinson and you're throwing serious minutes. Martin's definitely lived up to the billing, but still, I just have too many questions on Miami. And I know that Boston earlier this series struggled against zone defense, and they seemed out of sorts. They just look a lot, they just look a lot more comfortable. It really just seems like Boston finally has realized how much more talented they are in the series in terms of that matchup. And I do think that as a result, you've seen Boston look like the much sharper team lately. I also just really have not been a fan of how Miami's played the last couple of games, whether it involves having game six in at home in your back pocket. It really just feels like they indirectly just handed momentum to Boston and gave a dead team extra life, which I hate. I'm going to take Boston here. I'm going to trust my instincts here. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ugly game, but I'm going with Boston. I just think that as of right now, this team has what it takes to come back from 3 nothing down. So I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll take the Celtics minus three as my lock. And for my dog, I have a couple of options here, but I think I'm going to go back to the guy who was really, really good in game five. I think I'm going to go to Derek White, and I'm going to go with him Four plus threes. Well, let me just quickly pull up the price there. Uh, sorry, but I see two. Pl- I see uh, three plus threes is even money. Four plus threes on Derek White is plus two fifty. I'm going to take that with Brogdon potentially playing less minutes and with Marcus Smart. Oh, I know had a great shooting game last game. I think he'll probably regress from there. Derek White once again has made three plus threes in every game of the series, and he made six last game. His shots weren't even hitting the rim. They were just absolutely pure in that in that game. I'm going with Derek White. I'll back the hot hand. Give me Derek White four plus threes and plus two fifty. Moon off over to you. Uh, I'm gonna lock up the under two ten and a half. Um, every all the reasons that we all talked about because we're all consensus on the under there. I think it'll be a tight defensive game. Um, something in the range of one ninety five to two hundred. But I just think that we'll see both teams make adjustments. I think the pace will slow down in the second half. Um, I expect shooting regression from the Boston Celtics, and I think the defensive intensity and rebounding for the Miami Heat is going to be up and limit their second chance opportunity. So under two ten and a half. And then for my dog, I'm gonna go Caleb Martin, fifteen plus points at plus one fifty five. Um he's done this in 
four of the five games. Last game, he ended up with 14 points on five of 12 shooting, fell one point short of getting to that mark. He's going to be a key factor and uh, an X factor, like he has been all serious for this Miami Heat team if they're going to want to win this game. So I can see the possibility of him knocking down some big three-point shots and you know providing that scoring ability with Jimmy Butler um, to propel the Miami Heat to a victory. So Caleb Martin, 15-plus points at plus 155 as my dog. All right. For my lock, come on now, Air Jordan. Jimmy Butler over 28 and a half points. He has been over this mark twice this series already. He had 27 in game two, game three. He wasn't needed. Game four got out of hand. And so I think he's in line for 40 plus minutes here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's literally like three or less minutes that he's on the bench in this game. I think he's going to take and step into that role of leading this team through a game six at home, sending Boston home. Uh, I actually would take him up to 35. I think that, or even past 35, I would probably do 40 as well. I think Jim Butler's going to have an amazing game here. For my dog, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I think this is this is a pretty comfortable win by Miami. I'm going to take Miami minus five and a half at plus 220. And I will also sprinkle a minus nine and a half at plus 380 in my back pocket as well. Because I think Miami shooting is going to be a lot better. Regardless of the injuries, regardless of what's going on. Again, Boston has injuries on their side as well. Everybody's injured. (laughs) So I think that here the rim is just going to be a lot wider for Miami at home in a closeout game. We've seen this before. We've seen it last year with the Philadelphia 76ers against Toronto. I think it's a similar situation where you kind of let them get those two games. You realize, hey, all right, we're not playing with this team anymore. And Jimmy Butler goes from leaning back, playing the game. To sitting on up, boy. He's sitting up right in front of the TV, and he's going to give it to him. I think Miami and everybody else around Miami, the Kevin Loves, everybody has something to contribute, and the Max Struces of the world, all of those guys. So Miami, I think Miami gets it done. Official dog, minus 5.5, plus 220, but I will have a minus 9.5 in the game as well. All right. Moon off. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Nope. Looking forward to the game. Uh, hopefully Miami gets it done. Sorry, Scott, but uh, hopefully Miami gets it done. Um, I'm not but, sorry. Because yeah. then my bet loses. Because then my bet loses. Just to be clear, I want Jimmy Butler in the finals. I, I just yeah. think that from what I've seen lately, Boston's got a, sh- got a decent shot to pull this oh, off. But anyway. Wait, hold on. Everybody pause. Everybody pause. Pause. He wants Jimmy Butler in the finals, but he takes Boston minus yeah. three. Once again, I'm being realistic here. Like, I, it's one thing to look for what you're rooting for and what you think's going to happen. I'm rooting for Miami to get it done. I don't think they're going to get it done. That's the difference. So I'm going to go with my brain. I'm going to take Boston. All right. Oh, no, but nothing else. Leave a rating review if you haven't already done so. Don't be a coward. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, I know that besides the NBA show, Terrell and I have been doing the WNBA show, so hopefully we cash our plays tonight on that. Besides that, I had a tennis podcast for the Saturday matches, which I already got posted. I got the French Open breakdown, which is going to be coming out tomorrow as well. And, yeah, a lot of sports going on, a lot of fun, and let's make some money. 
All right. You know where to find everybody. He's at Sports824 on Sports Nerd824 on Twitter. He's at Rachel Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. You know, follow the pod at SGPNMPA on Twitter. If you're not subscribed, if you're catching this late, we are on YouTube, YouTube slash NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on there, like, comment, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Other than that, I really have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast, but I'm going to end it like this. This is going to be the last breakdown of this series. We're out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm